Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Rise Together. My name's Dave Hollis. I'm the host of this show where we're going to hopefully have you feeling a little more normal in this, the human experience maybe see yourself even in some of the stories that are told or have your appreciation of what it means to be human expanded by someone who's come on as a guest who's had a different life experience in all of it we are trying our best in community to learn from each other to grow and maybe even have a little bit more compassion for what it's like to walk in each other's shoes when we do we all rise together I mean, at the beginning of my hardest season on this entire planet, you were one of the very first people that I called because I knew that when I didn't know who I was any longer, you could help me find myself. Wow. There's, um, there was something in the identity crisis of now that I was no longer who I'd been, not being able to figure out who I would be. Yeah. And man, you, you gave me a couple of different frameworks to go on an exploration, to try and do the work, to understand how I could find myself. And I was starting from a place that was just ashes of what I'd previously known. And I'm just, I, I wanted to start by saying, man, I'm so grateful because that work, though it was hard, ended up being the catalyst for the kind of hope that allowed some imagination to come back into my life for what might be possible for a future that I didn't think I could connect to, but ultimately did. Yeah. When we first had the conversation, one of the very first things you introduced that I put in the book was the idea of these gates. And I was wondering if you might, in your own words, explain what I tried to (laughs) explain in the book, the way that you start thinking about the way that you, um, with these gates, might identify who you are when you may in fact be lost and and need a little bit of help. Yeah, Uh, I I think all personal change is not about giving people the answer. It's not like, hey, Dave, you should do this, or no, Dave, you're strong, or or, it wasn't me about giving you an identity back. It's not about ever helping someone find and tell them what their purpose is. Like, as a coach, my job is to open a, a gate. Yeah. It's like your job is open up the gate, let people walk through it, find their own answers in it. And I've spent, you know, 25 years trying to study human behavior change and high performance and 
in all that study of psychology and neuroscience and sociology and, and high performance studies, it's like super clear, personal change happens through four gates. Sometimes it's right through all four at the same time. Sometimes it's a little roundabout, one through the other, but inevitably all change and all progress and personal development happens through these four gates. And so the first one we talked about was awareness, is that we have to become more aware of who we are, how we want to treat other people, what's important to us at this stage of our life, yeah. at this stage of our life, but also awareness to our feelings, our, our thought patterns. I mean, the number one killer of all motivation and joy in life isn't, you know, that people are, are, are dumb or out of, you know, sync with themselves. It's they're oblivious to how they're feeling. Yeah. Or oblivious to how they want to feel. One of the things that was so interesting in my exploration of my own awareness was that I realized that there was subjectivity, not objectivity, controlling the way that I thought about what I was going through. Mm. That though I like I was in I was I was grieving, right? I was grieving the end of something that I, in thinking that my marriage would last forever. Now that it was done, I was grieving a version of how I wish it would have turned out sure, yeah. that wasn't connected to where I actually was in, in my life. Yeah. And so creating some objective awareness around the conditions that I was actually living in, not like in a fantasy world, not in a wouldn't it be nice kind of world, but an actual world, was permission to make peace with what could have been yeah. and instead connect to what is right well and you also I'm, kudos to you man because going through grief trauma unexpected outcomes most people rush in for the answer and what the gate of awareness says is gotta be open man you don't know what the answer is going to be yeah change is a process enter willingly enter open you know in an open way because it, it, it there's a lot of turmoil that comes up from it yeah and it didn't happen overnight, like, yeah, just to be that's, clear. That's what was great. You, were, you weren't asking for an answer. Yeah, no, no. You were just like, how should I think about this? Yeah. What, what's the process? And I'm like, oh, I can tell you the process. I can't tell you the answer. Yeah. But awareness, it starts every single time with some kind of greater awareness to who we are, what we want to be. But also, sometimes for some people, it's awareness to where is the pain coming from? Yeah. What's the awareness to what was the thing you thought you wanted you didn't get? What is the awareness to the feelings that keep coming up? Because I keep saying in my head, what if, and then I follow it by a negative statement. What if I can't get back up? What if they don't respect me anymore? What if all my success went away because this old world versus the new world? And so it's an awareness often to that what if followed by blank. Yeah. A lot of pain comes from that. And sometimes you gotta think through a lot. You gotta journal a lot. And all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, I'm in pain because I keep thinking this way and I perceived myself this way, but the context changed, the world changed, yeah. the marriage changed, the kids left the house, whatever it is. And so I think if you can encourage people to meet change with an openness and a willingness to walk through the journey of finding awareness, yeah. that, that gate of awareness is everything. And that's where most people stop because yeah. why do most people fail to change? Because at the gate of awareness, they stop at denial. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like you wanna shut the gate? That's called denial. Yeah. You wanna shut the gate? That's called narcissism and ego. You don't wanna face it. You wanna shut the gate? I'm not willing to have the tough conversation. Yeah. You shut the gate on awareness. There is no growth. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Yeah, no, part of the courage is acknowledging the truth of your actual experience and yeah. not some fantasy or some ego-twisted version of how you wish things could be. Yeah. The conceit of the book in many ways is having awareness of where you are, casting a vision of where you want to go so that you can create the steps to get from where you are to where you want to go. But if you don't start with where you are, you will not be able to create a map. Yeah. And so I thought the awareness step as a first gate was such a critically yeah. important one. And you know what? It's not scary. The process of personal change, what most people do in, in our conversation, you know, uh, if, if I wasn't a good coach, I'd be like, here's the five things you should do, right? It's like, because they jump to the gate of action. Yeah. And when someone is in turmoil and the context has changed and the rug's pulled out of them, you don't be like, tell them, let's start your morning routine right now and give them five new steps of wellness journey. It's like, that's too soon. Yeah. And so the gate of awareness is, is, is welcoming. The second gate we talked about was the gate of acceptance. And that is we have to actually accept where we're at. We have to accept what happened has happened. We have to accept that this is gonna be a journey that we didn't want sometimes, but we're gonna to have to take. Yeah because we have to accept sometimes there's no choice. Sometimes there's no choice to deal with the fact that your partner said, I'm leaving. Sometimes there's no choice to deal with the fact that someone just died or Diagnosis you lost, you or, lost the job. Yeah. The health report came in. You have to accept like, okay, I can accept that this is real and I'm accepting that I'm going to have to go on this journey. And the longer we fight it, the more the suffering deepens. Yeah. If you fight the journey that has been put in front of you, you got laid off and you're just, you're just gonna stay at home on the couch, mad at your boss for five weeks, that the suffering compounds. Now you can't pay the bills again. Now the compounds, compounds, compounds because you're living back there versus going, whew, that really happened. Yeah. Like I had my brain injury and uh, it was, you know, in 2011, I erected a four-wheeler and I snapped my wrist out my hip, broke, um, broke three ribs, just looking at my shoulder, and ended up rattling the eggs upstairs, you know? <laughs> and there was months I was like, no, no, I'm fine. That's how you know when you're in trouble. If you keep saying month over, no, no, I'm fine. No, no, I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine is the crying, pleading help for the unexpressed. Yeah. And that is the gate of acceptance says, you know what? I'm aware enough that I'm not fine, and I'm accepting the fact that it's okay. It's okay that I'm struggling, I'm suffering, this is hard. It's okay, it doesn't mean you have to not do anything, it doesn't mean you have to you know, uh, pretend, it just means, whew, we're here. Yeah. All right. I've even found too, my experience, that there are people who have become more comfortable with their suffering than the fear of expressing yeah. their life in something new. Real. And so their identity maybe has come become part of their story of suffering or because it's more predictable how they'll continue to suffer, they'll just stay inside of it. And yeah. I think acceptance in some ways is being honest enough with yourself to leave the suffering that you know for the opportunity to grow that you need. And uh, well, it's, say, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> but, I'll, I'll even modify that sentence you just said. It's, it's, it's about 
not just honoring of yourself as well. It's, it's, it's about loving yourself. So self-acceptance says, I, you know, not being cheesy, it's real. It's I, I'm worthy. I care enough about myself that I'm going to handle this journey well. Yeah. I care enough about myself to now define what's important to me. I care enough about myself now to set some boundaries. I care enough about myself to protect my wellness. It's like that you have to love yourself before you can really change is very significant because a lot of people change and they didn't change their relationship with themselves. So they changed context. So they went to the new city and it sucks there too because they brought them with themselves. (laughs) (laughs) They went to the new partnership. That partnership sucks too because they brought themselves. It's like until we change our relationship with ourselves, the journey and the context never gets any better. And so acceptance is one, you're accepting the situation as it is, calling it what it is, being realistic. And then that self-love part is going, you know what? I deserve, I accept myself, I love myself in such a way that I'm just going to care for myself and be intentional. I'll say self-love doesn't, you know, mm, you know, flower petals in the you know, bathtub every night. Kind of, that's fine, by the way. Um, but it's more about I care enough about myself that I'm going to be thoughtful on this journey. I'm going to set some intentions and boundaries so that I can handle it well. Yeah. Because it's going to be rough seas to your, yeah. use your metaphor. It's going to be rough seas. So guess what? I'm going to be graceful with myself here because this it's not going to be one night of storm. You know, it, yeah. I, if I forgot to put up the sail the first night of the storm, I can't spend five nights of more storm not putting up the sail. I have to go, okay, boy, I, I didn't do it right, but I, now I have to, you know, understand, like if I want to live, yeah. I have to care for myself and take these actions. Yeah. Third gate. It's so funny we're having this conversation, but in my head, one, I'm back in the conversation with you. Yeah. Two, I'm in the conversation here, and three, I'm in the conversation with what just happened to us in that room. <laughs> I know. Woo! I know. Um, third gate is the gate of accountability, which is my personal favorite because I sucked at it. <laughs> yeah. Accountability says, I'm responsible for the ship. The storm is here. I, 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 maybe it's not the ship I wanted. I am here. I'm in charge. I'm the captain of the ship. Yeah. I have to take charge. I have to own the fact that, okay, I got you know divorced. I wasn't always perfect either. Yeah. I have to own the fact that, okay, now I have to handle this financial commitment or the new relationship with the kids. Okay, I, I didn't want it to turn out that way, but you know what? I had something to do with it. And more importantly now, it is on me to pivot. It is on me to rebuild. It literally is on me to take accountability of each day's habits to set myself up for success. Because a lot of people can do this self-awareness stuff and a lot of people love themselves. <laughs> but they will never own, they won't take what, you know, go for Ash and personal development, they won't take personal responsibility. Yeah. And so they won't take personal responsibility for the bills, the marriage or the faults or the challenges. And so they just never address it. Yeah. And at some point when you say, I own my life, I own my dream, I'm in charge, I'm responsible, I might not know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm in charge of the next right action of integrity. Yeah. I'm the only person who can take the next right action of integrity. And so, oh, and some people get really overwhelmed here because they think they have to take it on themselves. Listen, when you own the problem and you own yourself and you own the situation, it doesn't mean you're at fault. It also doesn't mean you have to do it alone, but it does say you're the only one who can at least 
make sure you're on the right path each day and moving forward. Yeah. And I think accountability is the hardest part when you're mad at someone oh. or something's going wrong. In the book, I describe it as an if-then statement, right? I think we're really good as people suggesting the kind of life we'd like. Yeah. But if you don't then take the next step and understand if you want an exceptional relationship with your kids or if you want to feel good about yourself when you're by yourself or if, whatever the if is, then you have to take yeah. the responsibility, the accountability to actually do the things that will create the environment that you're suggesting that you want in your life. And that's where that responsibility, that accountability comes to play in the daily actions, in the daily routines, in the way that you put your phone down and make eye contact with your kids or whatever it might end up being. The way you think, Yeah. right? If, if, if you don't show up you know, Tuesday afternoon to see your trainer at the gym, you don't get to blame the traffic. You don't get to blame the gym. You don't get to blame the personal trainer. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I, I'm in charge. I didn't get to the gym today. Well, in our mind, we have to go, you know what? I didn't get to my mindset practice today. I didn't get to my stress relieving practices today. So guess what? I blew up at my wife today. Guess what? I screamed at the kids today. Guess what? I, I blew off the project for you know a binge watch of Netflix and you know three bottles of wine yeah. because you forgot to take accountability in the moments to set yourself up and get there mentally, which I think is the hardest part. We, we have to be in charge of getting ourselves there mentally. Of, we have to be in charge of getting ourselves there with our attitude. The most important thing I yeah. say in the, in, the, in the entire journey of personal development uh, that I learned personally in the hard ways is the gate of accountability says, you own your attitude too, buddy. Because guess what? You're striving, you're working hard, and you're an asshole. That's not okay. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. You're, you're, you're accountable for that emotional reality you're creating. We always say in my, my work, the power plant doesn't have energy, it generates it. Yeah. You aren't having a, a feeling or emotional ongoing states and moods that are random. It's that on an ongoing basis, you have to be accountable for the energy that you are creating, expending, thinking, cultivating. And so it's like, accountability for your energy yeah. and how you talk to the kids and your spouse you can't be like well you made me talk to you that way because we've all had dated someone like that yeah. they blamed us for their anger <laughs> i grew up in households like that you sure. know i grew up on a block like that I, when i grew up if someone punched you in the face it was your fault I'm like but you punched me <laughs> you know that's just where i grew but up that takes intentionality like it yeah. takes actually creating an intended outcome and understanding the kind of action that will actually You own your actions. They yeah. own their actions. And, but here's the thing, I love the gate of accountability because it's also super freeing. Because guess what? You aren't, and I think I shared this on the call, the beauty of the gate of accountability is each person owns that gate. Yeah. You are not and we're not accountable for her actions. That's some freeing stuff. Liberation. When you realize, oh, I don't have to own their actions. I own mine. Their actions, their rudeness, their hurt, their neglect, their you know narcissism. That that I didn't own that. Yeah. They own that. Which is interesting that it comes after acceptance because if you can accept right. where you are, yes. <laughs> the accountability piece also freed from their actions, whatever whoever they are. Yeah. Is something that then again places it squarely on what you will do in your actions that is a reflection of having accepted where you actually are. Yeah, and yeah. This, is the, this is the beauty of the, of the framework that I love so much because we talked about people enter the gates in different ways because most people actually enter accountability first. Mm. And so they enter accountability and it's guilt. I effed up. I ruined my marriage. 
I, 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 and then it's self-loathing, self-loathing. So if you have a, a lot, if you have high accountability and low acceptance, there's misery there. Yeah. There's shame there. Yeah. You got to be able to have that. Okay, I own this, and then you crank up the self-love. Like, let me give myself some grace. I definitely messed up on that one, but okay, I will do better in the future. I understood what place, but that's what's important about you don't get to choose one of the gates. If you don't go through all four, you're kind of stuck and you yeah. might not know it. So or good. you're progressing slower. So good. Yeah. Last gate, gate of action. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier, the gate of action is you are in charge of the next right action of integrity for yourself. Today, tomorrow, the gate of action says be congruent with your awareness, your intentions. Be congruent with the best of who you are, your acceptance. Be congruent with what you've owned and you need to handle, your accountability, and take that next step. And do it again the next day. Yeah. And the next day. And a lot of healing, it, the healing stuff really does happen in the next day. Like we, we can do so much today, and a lot of people have like a, a perfect mindfulness moment or they meditate or they release it all, but then you wake up and you're freaked out again tomorrow. That's why they call it a practice of personal development. Yeah. Got to do it again next day. Yeah. And that gate of action is like, I always tell people, it's like, it, 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 it's, a, it's a gate that keeps opening every new morning. You got you to go through it again and again. Like some things can be resolved with acceptance or accountability. It's like a resolution. Actions like every day in invitation, like you better move it forward, which I love your book because a lot of times you don't have the choice. Yeah. And courage is the willingness to face that risk and say, I'm going to take the step. Heidi and I have been playing this uh, game of questions back and forth as we continue to date from long distance. One of the questions recently was, describe yourself in three words. My answer was, work in progress. Nice. <laughs> which, against the backdrop of action, interestingly, previously was something that provoked shame. Like, I had mm -hmm. not yet already done enough work or that by needing to do more work, there was some inadequacy in not yet getting to the next level that I'd aspire to be. And in the work that I've done over the last couple of years, I see work in progress as a badge of honor because yeah. it's that. not that I'm on a journey that even has a destination. I will be working on getting just a little bit better than I am today, tomorrow, on the last day I'm here. But integrity ends up still being this thing inside of action that has provoked the greatest amounts of pride and has been in dissonance, the greatest source of shame. And yep. so action yeah. that is aligned in how I know I can show up or need to show up ends up being one of the most important things and doing it consistently over time ends up yeah. being the way to feel great about yourself when you're by yourself. And everyone's gonna know, they're gonna say it's hard. I, actually, I think of the number one objection you're gonna get on your book Right, when I think of courage, because I wrote a book called High Performance Habits, and we found out, which was the reason I love this book title, that courage, like demonstrating courage, was the sixth habit of the highest performing people in the world. They demonstrated courage, which usually meant simple things. They spoke up for themselves, or they spoke up for others. Yeah. They took uncomfortable action when it was required, and even when it wasn't. And so it, was, it wasn't big, crazy leaps of you know, action. It was just more of that daily showing up and speaking up for yourself and speaking up for other people. But I, in that writing that chapter, I got so much people, oh, well, yeah, but you're courageous or I'm not or something. Here's what I learned. The reason most people don't take action, we all know, is self-doubt or social comparison. Yeah. Self-doubt, everyone thinks the self-doubt self has to go away 
and then I'll be courageous to act. And so what they did is they never got 101 personal development. Self-doubt is not a signal to stop. Self-doubt is a signal to learn. Yeah. And because, right, when, when you think about it, it's like, oh, I'm not sure how to do that. Well, that's your brain going, I guess I'm going to have to learn how to do that yeah. and get in motion here. But a lot of people, self-doubt, stop. So they're never going to experience courage. As soon as self-doubt is, oh, that's a cue, a signal to learn, to act, to grow. Now, courage. It's an invitation to courage. Yes, yeah. exactly. Courage starts to become something that's real in your life as long as you don't stop the self-doubt. And realize when you are doing courageous things, by definition, self-doubt is there. Yeah. So don't expect it to go away. Yeah. I, I, I had self-doubt before we started this interview and I've done a million interviews, you know? Because <laughs> right. just like time, quality, where you're at in your life and all things, like doubt is real. Yeah. Don't hate it, don't bemoan it, don't push it down, honor it, acknowledge it and move through it. That's the gate of action. I love though the, move the idea it. that it's an invitation to walk toward learning. Yes. Not some suggestion that stopping is an option. Right, and shame stops people because they get discouraged. Yeah. And I go, oh, well, if that's true, good news is that you can get rid of discouragement very quickly in your life. The second you adopt a learning mindset, discouragement's gone. Yeah. Like I just go, oh, I screwed up. Learn, take next action. Yep. I think that's really important for people. And last thing on, on the action part and the hardest part for the gate of action is social comparison. I don't want to do that because not, people knew me as this guy. Yeah. And if I do that, what are they going to think of me? And so people's fear of being seen starting small, their embarrassment of being seen starting small, their embarrassment of changing a role, their embarrassment of maybe it not working out as much as the last thing worked out. I know yep. we were talking about those things, right? Yep. When that happens, you just freeze. And so you've got to realize that social comparison is something that you have to limit in your life at that season. When you're in that mo in that, that big shift of change, be very careful of going, who do I need to be like? Because then you start living, you do the worst thing. At, at the moment of personal development, you do the worst thing. You mimic others. Yeah. And then, what does that do? The self-acceptance thing goes down because your body goes, that's not me. Yeah. I'm faking it to be like them. Yeah. And so that's where the vulnerability and the authenticity of courage comes into play at the action stage. And instead of replicating and modeling others at that very moment. It's about asking what's true to me and let me try that out and be okay with how that turns out and not measure my, you know, my, my small first steps towards everybody else's ladder stops. I know you talk about this yeah. too. It's so critical at action. Self-doubt, put it aside, realize it's gonna be there. Social comparison, put aside, enter learning willingly every day and get that consistent positive momentum with small steps every day. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, look how far I came. Right. But it's not that week. It's two months later, you're like, oh, I, I'm, I'm moving through it. What, what's interesting is I can remember on the day that we had the conversation, you talked about self-doubt and social comparison in defining freedom. Yep. And that you said, freedom is when you can show up as your authentic, true self, yes. free from self-doubt and social comparison. Good memory, that's real. I, but, but that is something that I have had to remind myself of because it's only inside of that freedom that I've been able to tap into and cultivate the courage to keep going when I'm doing something that's new or scary or both. Yeah, and how do you do it? You're like, well, but I can't stop comparing myself. I'm like, okay, well, one, stop scrolling everywhere. Yep. Um, two, unfollow her. And, and, you know, yep. and, and three, when you feel like, like you don't know, instead of turning to compare it, go back to awareness, 
Open up your journal and start writing. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? Where's the pain? Yeah. What do you really want? What do you intend? What's that good future that you know and you sense is true for you? Write about that, even if you don't know what the outcome is. Like, what do you want the day to feel like if it was better? Yeah. Like, start journaling that reality, and you do that more and more, and suddenly it becomes authentic for you. Yeah. I love you, brother. Yeah, I love you too, man. Thank you, man. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of this book. Oh. It's such a critical book for people because they make so many mistakes on their journey of personal change where they feel like they have to be, you know, that that uh, that old school personal development model of like certainty, R, and it's like, you know, that type, that type A macho stuff, yeah. which by the way, we both fall in for stages of our lives, so does everyone else. At some point though, you have to realize, wow, there's probably a better way to move through change, and your book really answered that for people. Thank you. I appreciate Proud it. Proud of you. Thank you. Hey, y'all. While I am taking a hiatus from social media, I'd still love to stay connected to you on the regular. If you head over to mrdavehollis.com, I have an opportunity for us to become one-way pen pals. Yep, I'm going to be sending out regular updates, uh, stories, uh, observations, hopefully things that will also make you laugh or think. Uh, and I'd love to be able to do that on the reg. So if you uh, are so inclined, hit MrDaveHollis.com, drop in your email, and buckle on up. I love you all. Thank you for all the continued support. Let's go.